0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
2: Seth Rollins kicked off this week's episode of Raw. (laughs) He was kind of dressed up so he could match his brand new world title. It's a little bit weird but it is fun to dress up. Also hello, my friends, and yes, welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs with me, Simon Miller, the bald idiot that's just gonna scream at you for around about 18 to 22 minutes. And if you can't handle that, well, how the hell do you ever go outside? This big beef here, though, was that the world title hadn't been defended on Raw in almost two years, because he looked it up and he thought this was disgraceful. And do you know who the last champion to do this was? It was Flippin' Biggie. Good grief, I missed that guy. As such, Rollins had issued an open challenge on social media. Damien Priest had accepted, and Seth was like, that's all well and good, and as good as the judgment day are, I am better. And they are not his words. No, they are his words. They're not... The point is, let's just move on. As this was the start of Raw, of course, as soon as he had said this, out came Finn Balor and Damian Priest. And because Seth Rollins allowed to be a smart babyface, he was all like, Ugh, I bet Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio are going to jump me from behind. I was like, don't need to worry about that, Seth. I know how you counter it. You know that Finn and Damian are over there, and you know that Rhea and Dom are probably going to come from behind you, so you just need to keep your eye on all angles. So all you have to do is keep twirling around. I mean, look at me right now. If somebody tries to attack, they're not going to be able to do it. Samo then made it clear that he doesn't need to worry about anybody else. He should focus on him. When Seth was all like, oh, I bet you two guys do everything together, including going to the bathroom. I was like, what's wrong with that, man? Isn't it nice? They're such good friends. Bella then went off and called Rollins the funny man with the funny clothes, which is kind of accurate. When I freaked out a little bit, Because we then started to tease, once again, we've done it a few times now, that there is a problem between Damian Priest and Finn Balor. And look at me, with my amazing hat on, do not break up the Judgment Day. Because basically, Damian did say, Seth, I think you're a worthy champion. (laughs) And Finn looked at him like he had just said England was better than Ireland. This is going to tie into later as well. If it does turn out Finn Balor screws over the Judgment Day to become the champion, well, that would be fine, but I really would like them to stay as buddies. Otherwise, how are they going to go to the bathroom? Anyway, as it turned out, both guys did agree that nobody would interfere later, and it was going to be a one-on-one, man a mano match. Yeah, this was just the opening promo to Raw, which we always do. But when Seth had set his final line, he walked away with the best strut I've ever seen. And for that alone, giving it up. When it was time for Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville in a Money in the Bank qualifier, and amazingly, this went longer than three minutes. I mean, poor Sonya, that's usually all she gets. Zoe Starks and Trish Strauss also waited around about 120 seconds before they walked out there, which means this must have happened. Do you want to go out there yes? No, give it a second, give it a second. Really? All right, audio guy, hit play, let's go now. As soon as Becky Lynch saw these two as well, she could not handle the fact that other human beings exist, so she totally forgot she was in a wrestling match, which is when Sonya Deville took over. And of course, her partner Chelsea Green was out there as well, so she kept casting distraction. You just knew revenge was coming, and it did do, when Becky hurled Chelsea into Barry Barricade. <laughs> Flubbed me sideways. She took quite the bump, so I kind of got over it. But then it went bad again, because Becky did the same to Sonya Deville. So do the t-shirts mean nothing to people. Is it like I'm just naked here? I mean, I missed my wedding in order to make this. What? Point is, bring it down. What's that? 57? 58? I think it's 57. We'll go with 58. I don't think it's fair. What's happening? The bad guys then cheated to get back on top. And there was this kind of near fall where Sonia had the pin and Chelsea held the feet down. But that didn't work. And they stood up. Manhandle slam. One, two, three. Bex is going to money in the bank. So I thought this was fun sports entertainment. And it had so many shenanigans. But I like shenanigans. Some people even call me shenanigan Simon. No one's ever called me that. Uh, They then saw Adam Pearce, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn in the back, and KO and Sami were like, we saw that episode of SmackDown, and we don't want to say we told you so, but we did tell you so. This is when Imperium interrupted, or I believe Slenderman and Baldy, if we go back to last week, and Kevin Owens just freaked out once again, because nobody said their name, and they're still turning up. This is why me and Kevin Owens are on the same page. That is an unwritten rule in wrestling. It's like this. Maybe I get a t-shirt made. I love that man. Gunther eventually walked in and he thought this was totally disrespectful. So he was like, all right, Kevin Owens, why don't we have a fight? I was like, "We're well, not just going to do this on a random episode of Raw. When Owens stormed out to the ring, Gunther's music played. <laughs> Kevin Owens made me laugh again. He was like, man, what a stupid entrance. And it was Gunther versus Kevin Owens. Flubbed me sideways and it was just brilliant it just got better and better as things went on as well <laughs> although in the early going gunther just gave kevin i was this massive boot and he murdered him with a german suplex it really was a beating for a long old time when i had to relive another nightmare because when the intercontinental champion ran out of things to do he grabbed kev and he threw him into barry barricade so i'm serious i just can't handle it anymore Ah, ah. Owens fall back eventually and went for the senton but Gunther got the knees up but when he smashed him in the skull again the ref went one and Owens kicked out straight away and I tell you that sport always works I jumped out of my chair and I went nuts The chops then started and they were so loud I went to answer my door because I thought somebody was knocking on it which makes me an idiot when they both started to trade these German suplexes with Gunther basically being thrown right on his head Wunderbar. We were then blocking stunners, hitting fisherman suplexes, and going for big splashes, and it was just wonderful. When, of course, Imperium turned up, they tried to get involved. Sami Zayn then helped out, when I was like, damn you, Ludwig Kaiser, and he gave him a stunner. When he got back in the ring, though, this is when Gunther, the ring general, and the intercontinental champion, decided, Haha, you aren't looking at me properly, and he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The surprise roll-up. And he got the three. This was totally justified, though, because we did want to protect Kevin Owens a little bit. And also, it just goes to show, if you are in a bit of a bind and you can't win a match, what do you do? Surprise roller. So bring it down. I don't even know what this number is anymore, but bling, good old Phil. It just goes up by one. You need to go and watch this match. It made me warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum that we got it on Raw. Give it an up. It then did get a little bit weird because we cut backstage to Matt Riddle, who was doing an interview, and I was like, Wait a minute, you're meant to be friends with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, why weren't you out there helping? It was quite good though, because this was like serious Matthew, and he did indeed question, I wonder whether Gunther would still be the Intercontinental Champion if he didn't have Imperium. This is when Ludwig Kaiser walked in and said, how dare you say that? So Riddle threw him into a box-like structure and put on the ankle lock. (laughs) I was kicking his ass. So I presume we will do that classic old wrestling storyline where Riddle now has to go through all of Imperium to get to the final boss. Well, look, video games have been doing this for decades. Why can't we doing it here? This was pretty good. We then cut right to another interview because Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were here and they said they would take on anyone who had the figurative balls to do so. Figurative balls. What a strange sentence. This is when Caden Carter and Katana Charles turned up, and I was like, no way. You can't challenge these two. You're definitely going to lose. And given that you are an NXT call-up, we should be giving you the pretty deadly treatment. Wonder then asked if we were in Munchkinland, because these two are quite short. I was like, there it is. The worst insult I've ever heard in my life. So, and the award for Worst Insult 2023 goes to... Very exciting, very exciting indeed. Ronda Rousey for saying that two people are so small, we must be living <laughs> in Munchkin Land. The Jabs also called them ignorant, so they really need to work on their insult game, where we had this match. Actually, it was pretty good. No credit where credit is due. Katana, Chance, and Caden Carter did indeed hit their after-party finish. And just for a small second, I thought, well, maybe their win. When I came to my senses, I was like, nope, that's never going to happen. There was another one, too. uh, After Shayna Baszler got hit with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but kicked out. And actually, for Shayna, that's a massive deal. Because usually, she always loses to them. When she got fed up, she locked in the Kirifuda Clutch, and she got the win. Because of course she did. Now I will say they didn't get that much time, but I actually thought this was far better than I was expecting. And Ronda and Shayna as a team should actually bring some goodness. Back to these women's tag team titles. We just have to make sure we have a plan. So I'm giving that an up, but there's a down as well, because you could have put anyone in this position once again. If anybody has just been called up from NXT, you've got to push them like a star. Otherwise, they won't feel like a star. I don't know what I'm hitting here. It's nothing to do with time. Point is down. Bronson Reed then went and found Ricochet and went, oh man, you may be in the Money in the Bank, but you shouldn't be in the Money in the Bank, and I should be Money in the Bank. And I was like, what a dickhead. Ricky then reminded him the only reason he's not is because Reed lost to Shinsuke Nakamura, whereas he beat them is to get in there. When Shinsuke turned up, I was like, yeah, that is true. Ricky and Nakamura kind of fell out, and because they're both in the ladder match, they decided to have a contest once again on Raw. And I was like, what is happening? We also got a Johnny Gargano video before this. So given we had a Candice Durei one last week, hopefully we do have plans here. <laughs> it was Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And look at me bending over. Of course it was good. I and mean, they just flew around the place. And I was like, that'll do, pig. That'll do. And there's no point getting into it massively. Because anyone, including your mum that doesn't watch wrestling, could have figured this one out. Eventually, Bronson Reed ran in there. And while it was sort of a double DQ, he actually attacked Shinsuke first... Meaning Nakamura technically won. Ricochet's big plan here as well was to jump on Bronson's read back. I was like, what are you? A cartoon? He got slammed down and Bronson did hit the tsunami. Which did get a reaction. And I actually enjoyed all of it. Mostly because WWE has become reserved with these type of finishes. So now they actually have some meaning. And I'll take a three-way between these. You have big men slapping man meat. You have strong style. And you have flippy dippy doodah stuff. So we're
0: crossing those streams.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be... When we finally got some kind of update of this relationship
2: between Maxine Dupree and the Alpha Academy. Because Sherry Gable was saying that he's really happy they have all got on the same page. But Maxine needs to realise, when some kind of North person runs at them, they can't just scream and run away. Because of course last week, this is what Valhalla had done to Dupree. I'm going to say do the opposite of that. If somebody has dressed up like a Viking in 2023, and they run at you going... Ugh! Get the flub out of the way. We then turned to Otis for some advice, and he said they're going to take them out with deodorant. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it made me laugh. And the be-all and end-all is that Maxine Dupree will be able to beat Valhalla, but she needs to go and change her clothes. So she did go and change her clothes, and we never saw her again. <laughs> so clearly she takes longer to change her garb than anyone. I can't lie, though, these guys are so dumb together, and I kind of have a feeling... The next week, it is going to be the Afro Academy versus the Viking Raiders, and the maximum male models may get involved because they're mad that Maxine deserted them. I need this in my life. Goofy wrestling for life. giving it that. When it was time for Miz TV, of course it is, it's always time for Miz TV. The thing is though, the Miz has actually been on a tear recently, and his guest was Cody Rhodes, who was super over. Straight away, the Miz was like, oh, hey, Cody, you look dashing this evening. Which, yes, was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. They also started to discuss Brock Lesnar when Miz went, you were really stupid for doing what you did at Nitro Champions. When Cody was like, well, no one's called me stupid, but a lot of people did say I had balls, and you know all about balls, Miz. And everybody started to chant tiny balls. Now, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, even if the Miz does have tiny testicles, he didn't choose this, he was just born that way. So I say, own it, Miz own your tiny, tiny testicles. Cody knew that Brock wasn't gonna be here either cause he's on his annual hiatus when the miss was like, don't worry. Cause I have actually gone out there as a surprise, got another generational talent. (laughs) when out came Dominic Mysterio. And I think I almost died with happiness. He was also here with Rhea Ripley and they just got booed out of the place. And it was kind of funny because Rhea was like, would you stop booing? So the Miz was like, will you stop booing? And then Cody kind of like, ha ha, funny, funny, went, will you stop booing? Nobody stopped booing. And it was so loud. When Dominic had to get his promo, just had to shout. Now some idiots have started saying, oh man, Dominic Mysterio is only getting booed this loud because it's become the fun thing to do. Like man, you really don't understand what wrestling is and of course the condom started to go on about how he had served time and that Cody Rhodes is an absolute idiot he also called him a bad father like Ray Ray because here he is trying to fight with a broken arm whereas he has a daughter at home and he's risking it all for this you're disgusting this many was just like daddy Ray so I was clapping like a seal when Cody made it even better he was like oh yeah I bet the 15 minutes you spent behind bars was really bad and also your prison tattoo is worse than mine he referenced the neck
0: tattoo. It then
2: continued because Cody was well aware that Rey Mysterio had made mistakes because he's looking at one right now. <laughs> shot's fired. And just as Dominic was about to leave, he zoomed back in. He slapped Cody in the face and then he hid behind Rhea Ripley. So he just totally gets it. And Rhea was all like, why don't you hit me, Cody? He didn't. So the Miz tried to do it instead. And you know what Rhodes did? laid him out with the big old car. So this made all the sense in the world to me because you do have the most over baby face in the company and you have the most over heel. So what do you do? You put these two forces of nature together. And I would have this match. I'd do it at Money in the Bank. I would watch it and I'd have a great old time giving it enough. Which is when we got another Money in the Bank qualifier and bless Natalia... She just gets it. Because not only did she get murked at the pay-per-view premium live event by Rhea Ripley and then went on social media and went, man, she just destroyed me. What am I going to do about it? she sort of did the same with Zoe Stark here. I mean, Trish didn't interfere and she flattened Natty on the outside when she knocked her leg away from under her leg, which meant Zoe was able to hit the Z360 and get the 123. But it just ties into what we've already talked about. Zoe Stark, ever since she has been called up, is on an absolute tear. And now she's in Money in the Bank, and I can see her becoming a star in front of my eyes. This excites me very much. I like her partnership with Trish, and I just think Natalia is an experienced wrestler who allows you to do these little things. Giving it that When Paul Heyman <laughs> was just on Raw again, and it's getting silly now. He wanted us to tune into SmackDown on Friday, which I don't think is going to be an issue given the recent ratings, because finally, finally, Jay Uso was going to have to make a decision. Because he may have shared a womb with Jimmy Uso, but he has never been closer to the tribal chief. So we are now teasing that we're going to pull the trigger on this. And in case you haven't seen Smackdown Ups and Downs, and please do check it out. That Bloodline storyline, it is absolute fire. And they all deserve some kind of award. And then, yes, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander were back on Raw. I got quite excited. They were absolutely killed. I mean, they were meant to be fighting in Deshaies, but the match didn't even happen. Because Veer and Sanger were just like, nah, we are going to kick your ass so bad, the referee won't let you do the fight. Do you know how many times I've seen a baby face get whooped? And they go, I want to continue. And the official goes, yeah, all right, ain't no skin off my nose. But here we said no. I'm very biased towards Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander because I like them giving that part down. However, once again, it ties into the theme of this video. These guys have come up from NXT and they're actually coming across like a really impressive tag team. Also, Veer did make it to Raw, so he keeps on coming. Sometimes when you come, you can miss. What are we talking about? But to tie it in up. And speaking of keeping things simple, we then had a main event. It was for the world championship. We gave it 20 or so minutes. It was Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest. And it lit up my life. Breeze got back into this by punching Seth in mid-air too, which was fantastic. But he also decided to throw the world champion into Barry Barricade. So I wrote a poet. Would somebody please help Barry? He is having a bad time. Would somebody please help Barry? Otherwise, I'll make a brand new sign. Would somebody please help Barry? Because he's going to need a fixie. Would somebody please help Barry? That's right. The counter rolls up to 60. It was not proper wrestling tennis because they started to go back and forth when Seth Rollins went for a dive. And Damien Priest just caught him and threw him into Alan the announce table. I was like, man, this stuff is great. Well, he was still able to hit his superplex into falcon arrow combo, even though Damien Priest did massive, which was very impressive when he remembered, oh, wait a minute, it's 2023 and it's wrestling, and he hit three dives. He followed up with a super kick and a frog splash, so I suppose this is a super frog for a near fall, one, two, three, when all of a sudden we started to tie in a story. Before that, we had the near falls and the Frankensteiners and the pedigrees, and at one point Rollins, did a bomb of power into Barry Barricade, to bring it down that is sixty-one, when all of a sudden Finn Ballard turned up, it was like, I <laughs> know I said I wasn't going to be here. I lied. He smashed Seth with a kick that was super, which allowed Damien Priest to hit the big choke slam. But when he saw Finn Balor on the outside and tied to earlier, he was like, Why are you here, bro? I thought we had a deal. What I absolutely loved is that Damien was still in control after this. And when he went for the Razor's edge, he wasn't able to hit it because his shoulder gave out after that powerbomb into Barry Barricade, which ties into when Seth Rollins took on Finn Balor back in 2016. And Balor separated his damn shoulder when Seth did the same move. So once again, I was just clapping, do I love stuff like that? Because of it, Priest did fall down, which allowed Seth Rollins to hit a super kick and just smash him up for a while before he hit the curb stop and got the one, two, three. So this was just fabu. We got a winner and we had a loser, but it didn't hurt Damian Priest at all because we told a narrative that protected everybody involved. Don't forget, there was a time when WWE did the opposite of this giving it up. Finn and Seth then looked at each other because that's what wrestlers do when they do get super duper serious. And it kind of feels like Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins will be our first proper world championship program. Look at my pointy hand. I am totally good with that. And this roar from top to bottom, I'm just going to say it, throw my hat over there. That worked. (laughs) Landed on that thing. Was excellent. You should watch it. Getting it up now. Please do like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And of course, leave a comment below to let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Raw. And click this video right here. It is ups and downs from SmackDown, so we can talk about the bloodline stuff. We're also on social media at WhatCulture WWE and Simon 316. And you can check out WhatCulture.com, which is the website for WhatCulture, obviously. My name is Simon WhatCulture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. I love you from the bottom of my tootsie toes. But let's go on a date first. See you soon.